This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 50 for subscribers of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Well, a couple of things before we get to our top story. First of all, happy 420. It is 420. I hope... It's a holiday of sorts for some people. (laughs) Yes. There's some negative things that happened today, but we're going to go with happy 420. Isn't that Ah. celebrated? It's the day that Hitler got really high? Nope. It is... As you pointed out, Hitler's birthday is also the anniversary of Columbine, but let's keep it positive. Let's just say happy 420 for all of you weed smokers out there. And tomorrow we have our DNB live on Rumble and we have the DNB XR live exclusively on rockfin.com slash propaganda report. So check that out. And uh, now on with the show. Take it away, Binkley. Okay, well, top story today seems to be the mask mandate rejection backlash that has happened. Should have known there was going to be a little bit more to this story when this happened the other day. And ever since, as you know, we discussed this, U.S. District Court Judge Kathleen Kimball ruled that the travel mandate went beyond the CDC their authority and the backlash has come in since that. For one, the media has made sure to emphasize that She is a Trump-appointed judge that she's located in Florida. So there's two evil things right there they really like to emphasize, and that she's only 35 years old. So obviously, she's too stupid to rule on anything, according to the media. Secondly, she's being accused of judicial overreach, of textualism over her interpretation of the word sanitary and the 1944 Public Health Service Act that the CDC relied on to issue the mandate. They're saying that she kind of took her own version of that definition based on two dictionary definitions that she used in her ruling. And they're saying that could set a dangerous precedent and it causes the scope of the the ruling to be too narrow and that it takes away, it detaches from Congress's aim of handing power over to the CDC in regards to public health. So they want the CDC to be able to take it away, which is exactly why the ruling is likely to be appealed as the Department of Justice has said that the DOD and the CDC disagree with the district court's decision and will appeal subject to the CDC's conclusion that the order remains necessary for public health and that if the CDC concludes that a mandatory order remains necessary for the public health after that assessment, the DOJ will then appeal the district court's decision. So there could be a legal battle to set some sort of precedent. However, I think the ultimate issue here, and this was largely reflected in some of the entertainment commentary we saw on it. Like with Stephen Colbert came out and did an entire monologue on how horrible it was to take away the public health mandate, even comparing the removal of it to the Hunger Games, because if you remove the public health mandate, then you just are putting the people in the plane in such a dangerous situation that they might as well kill each other, was the essence of his monologue. However, there have been 
companies and schools that have stepped up at the local level, which when Colbert said that on his show, said that a school in Minneapolis has decided to go ahead and put a mandate on their students anyway a day after this judge made this ruling. The whole crowd went crazy. They celebrated covering up the faces of middle schoolers and high schoolers at his show. And there's been businesses or there's been local governments like the Metropolitan Transportation Authority in New York. They've doubled down on their mandate for subways and buses afterwards. And there are some businesses that are going to be keeping the mandates anyway. And it dawned on me, and I don't know why I didn't recognize this yesterday, that this is yet another perfect situation for the global corporations to step up and lead. So we had this happen during the beginning phase of the lockdowns where we saw at the World Economic Forum, no single government could handle such a crisis. So the global corporations had to step up and take the lead. And we saw it again in Ukraine with the Ukraine-Russia war where all these global corporations stepped out. So this is yet another perfect situation for the Great Reset where a government entity fails and then the corporations say, well, we have to step up and do it anyway to demonstrate our power and our leadership. And I think that ultimately that is what is going to be going on here, along with some of the other things. And then a new poll came out that says that 84% of Democrats supported the mask mandates and that over 50% of Americans want to continue the mask mandates. Yeah, I don't believe that. I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) I just I think that the CDC taking power from Congress is, first of all, it's totally unconstitutional in that it's a violation of the separation of powers. It's an administrative thing. I guess if the CDC was established by Congress, they could argue that they were just delegating their authority. But their rules should be legislated according to the rules of legislation. And when it's an administrative thing, if it actually reports to the president, and I think it might, because, well, I I don't know about that, if it's an administrative thing or what sounds like it was created by an act of Congress. But uh, the other thing is that according to the 10th Amendment, matters of health are reserved by the states. So I think it's unconstitutional in two ways. But then no one ever cares about that. I think we're in a post-constitutional world, that's for sure. Uh, I have hats up to Mr. A for pointing out this story. Have you heard about children under the age of 10 in the U.S., the U.K., and Europe coming down with what was previously exceedingly rare, basically unheard of, cases of severe hepatitis? And some of these kids have required liver transplants. No, I haven't heard that. Extremely rare for something like this to happen. Usually it's just a byproduct of some other major illness that the kids have. And uh, but there's been, I think, let's see, it says that there were. I think it was like 72 cases of in the United Kingdom and elsewhere they are they are absolutely significant and they don't know where they came from. They said that they were potentially the role of an adenovirus or COVID may have played a part. Adenovirus was detected in some of these, although the normal things that they look for for hepatitis are other viruses that were not present. Now, I'm under the impression that hepatitis, especially if you listen to Dr. Nancy Turner Banks, is basically always a function of of a toxicity of something that's happening. Hepatitis just means inflammation of the liver. They want to say that it's a viral thing, but 
very few people have hepatitis were just like healthy people walking along and somehow picked up some virus and then got sick. I, I, that's my observation. I think that I got that idea from Nancy Turner Banks. Is there different so, variations of hepatitis, did you say? Well, they are saying that they consider there to be at least, according to this article, five viruses that could cause hepatitis, hepatitis A, B, C, D, and E. There are vaccines against it. There are medicines for it. Uh, so anyway, they, but they're all, it can also be caused by an adenovirus. And that kind of got my attention because I know that the Johnson and Johnson and the AstraZeneca vaccines are adenoviruses that have been modified to deliver into your cells some genetic material that then makes the cells produce the antigen similar to the mRNA style. And, uh, because AstraZeneca is the prominent one in the UK and because I have personally observed vaccinated people giving COVID to people who just based purely on the fact that they had the vaccine, not even necessarily active with COVID. That's what it looks like to me. And I've read how they've made vaccines contagious on purpose. And I've also seen how like in cancer wards or children's pediatric cancer wards, they tell you if you've been freshly vaccinated, like even with a protein subunit, which should be deactivated, you should not go in there because it exposes the kids to that kind of thing. And the age group is interesting. It's like six months to 11 years. And for me, that's very glaringly the group that doesn't get vaccinated at all here, right? Did they approve it for under 12-year-olds? Oh, I think they did. They did. 12, right? And I saw a headline that was, despite the mask mandate being dropped and it was relating, relating it to vaccines, it said, still, some parents are waiting for their under five-year-olds to get the vaccine as though they're trying to beat down the door. Get that shot in my kid's arm. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible that what they're saying is that they're trying to say that it's COVID related so that they can get that group to get vaccinated when regular just COVID doesn't really kill them in that group. So this could be something false, but it looks to me that that thing could possibly come across from people who are vaccinated. And especially if there's any kind of like those enhanced respiratory illness or like they can some of these vaccines can lead to more virulent strains and variants just because of how they operate in a narrow band in your body and so i actually reached out to dr hill to see if he had heard about this if he has an opinion on this and i'm gonna wait to hear back but i'll let you know but uh anyway so it's kind of it was kind of uh it's such a weird disease and anytime I hear of a really weird disease, I'm thinking like really rare cancers and stuff. I'm thinking some environmental factor and a vaccine is an environmental factor must be triggering this otherwise previously super rare thing. And then there was I'll give you my second story real quick. Yeah. The question around that becomes, is this a new new thing that was rare and that is suddenly appearing more or is it something that was just being previously misdiagnosed as something else it sounds like in this case it's something that was rare and it's just appearing more yeah severe hepatitis that leads to liver transplants i don't think would be a good candidate for something that was misdiagnosed like the way they say autism was misdiagnosed or as adhd and now they're overdiagnosing it i think this is pretty clear although they may be over 
they're maybe giving them liver transplants when they don't actually need them because there have been no deaths and there have been 10 liver transplants. But there was another story, Rio Hackford, who is Helen Mirren's stepson and an actor. He died uh, over the past couple of days at the age of 51. And I totally think the vax is killing people in their 50s uh, of a rare form of melanoma. It's actually called uveal melanoma. It's in the eye. So a melanoma, which is like a skin cancer, but this is in the eye and it's usually like Caucasian people or blue eyed people. And he died of it. Now, again, anytime I hear of something extremely rare like this, and that also does not have a high mortality rate, I just think maybe there's some environmental factor that triggered this problem. And I got to wonder if it has to do with the whole COVID vaccine continuum. It certainly comes to mind whenever we see something like that now, because that is what we have been kind of conditioned to think immediately since they always they'll attribute some rare thing to anything but COVID or anything but the vaccine. Excuse me. Yes. It's like the vaccine has caused no problems ever for anybody, even though they have documented problems of it. And you could come down with what is literally a documented side effect that shows up on Google Scholar yes. and they right. will still say, no, you're crazy. Get out of here. You like, need to get. I mean, that actually happened to somebody to in my family where it was a documented reaction to the vaccine that showed up on Google Scholar that was just published. And I was still told I was crazy, basically, <laughs> yeah. and to get out. I of mean, I, I'm thinking of Dave Grohl. Like, I want to see what happens. I don't think he's played again. And they say it's because the drummer died. But he's also reported hearing loss, which he said was going on for years. But let's see if if all of a sudden he went over the tipping point. Like Bruce yeah. Willis. I mean, I think he's down. For I the think count. Bruce Willis, too. Absolutely. Nobody said anything about Bruce Willis potentially having a reaction yeah, a to that. And that's another yeah. example of what he has is a documented published yeah. study on Google Scholar as oh, a side effect of the vaccines. Definitely. Definitely. And they're just like, no, no. We noticed it a long time ago. Well, he got the vaccine a couple of years ago. Well, and it's not just that. What One other thing is that if you say you do have, that's like with this guy, Rio Hackford. I don't necessarily think that the uveal melanoma was caused by a vaccine, but this particular COVID and the vaccine, which I consider to be basically the same thing, was designed, in my opinion, but you could just say has the characteristic of going to wherever you're weakest toxifying that and making it accelerate. Yeah. That's what I think is really going on. That's why it's going to mask its population diminishing effects. Yeah. And we're going to see, I think, rollouts of other mRNA type medical technologies. Oh my I gosh. Think There's articles about that like crazy. Yeah. Like it's just the it's future. The future. Yes. And yeah. it was never approved before. Right. So yeah, this is the grand experiment and they can like, do whatever they want to do yeah. on the population. They can have the test groups and you even broke down the different countries getting the different vaccines so they can test uh, reactions to the different types of people and different types of mRNA and other vaccines. I mean, this is the grandest experiment probably history has ever seen on a population under the guise of crisis. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. 
Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Speaking of crisis, we are sending yet another $800 million in weapons to Ukraine. Not, not the one from last week. I was going to say, that's a what, different is this, one. there was 1.4, then there's 800, and now there's another 800. There's at least another 800. Billion? $3 yeah. billion? Dollars yeah, the total Boy, now, let me see, I got the total somewhere. When, total. when Trump was, when that happened with Trump, I remember saying, they are getting us ready to give them a lot of money, because the whole thing was about not giving them money. Right. Remember? That yeah, was that's, the whole and thing. right now, we are definitely giving them money. What are they going to say money? that if Trump had just given them money, this would have happened. Yeah, right. So the total is going to be $3.4 billion after this, at least $800 million. It's at least it could go up. And it's like it's like an abusive relationship and the United <laughs> States is whip, you know? Every time Zelensky says, I need some money. We're like, here, here it is, baby. Here's the money, whatever you need. He says jump. Biden says how high. And I mean, earlier today, last night, actually, Zelensky said, we don't have enough weapons in was it Donbass? No, Mariupol. We don't have enough weapons in Mariupol, enough big weapons. So there's emphasis on big and better weapons now. And the next day, another $800 million package is being floated. And we're talking about sending these bigger and more damaging weapons, which is going to cause more of an escalation with Russia. I'm starting to wonder if we might send some sort of suitcase nuke weapon over to them, some sort of nuclear weapon that they can use to defend themselves since they don't have the nuclear weapons now. <laughs> and there is this talk of nu- nuclear weapons, so to even the playing field, pretty soon it's going to be Zelensky saying, we need a nuke. you got to give us a nuclear weapon. I don't know how, but you got to use it on our behalf or give it to us. And the details of this actual package are still private. They're being discussed right now, but he plans on sending more artillery to Ukraine and they're talking about the changing nature of the war and since it's going to be on a more open terrain in these coming weeks that they're going to need these long range artillery systems and that's why we're going to be sending these bigger and more powerful weapons over there just continuing to escalate and provoke Russia. I was watching some stuff last night on CNN where they were talking about the weapons packages being sent, the declaring genocide being committed by Putin, and they were all in agreement that we should be doing that. We should be sending more weapons, that it is genocide. But then they would say, however, this does provoke Putin and it does give Putin justification to to propagate his lie that he's doing this because NATO's encroaching. So they're saying NATO's encroaching and we're doing all the things we said we'd never do, which is what Putin said he's invading for. Yet that's a lie, even though we're doing it. 
And it's going to give Putin a reason to justify it. It's just so twisted, their logic. You can't even follow it almost. It's hard to sift through. The only thing that I'm pretty confident is that they knew damn well that Russia could ride roughshod over that country and they provoked it anyway. Absolutely. And they they want this. Yeah. And where are the weapons going? We talked about this briefly a few weeks ago. There's an article today about. That could be the answer right there is that they wanted to set up a base, a NATO base in Western Ukraine. And this is how they're going to get that done. Get all those weapons over there. There's an article about how Israeli weapons are ending up in the hands of the Azov Battalion, the Nazis, oh, the wow. neo-Nazis. So Israeli I mean, weapons. They are a, a, the brainchild of uh, Victoria Newland and her, her ilk. It's just nuts that we are sending money and weapons that are going to what our media in the previous years, this year, they don't even talk about it, has admitted are white nationalists, white supremacists, and Nazis. Yeah, and we're sending the money weapons. over there. It's nuts. It's, un- it's so reversed. It's just, it's mind boggling that people just so blindly support this thing. <laughs> totally. That's what they're supposed to do. So it starts with the movie stars and stuff who are just told by their agents. It started with their big philanthropy every Movie star needs a philanthropic cause and the agent will arrange it for you. And then they don't ask questions after that. I mean, I'm wondering when some of these people like Dave Grohl or Bruce Willis is going to go Eric Clapton on these guys. And it's going to that would be weird. They'll have to kill them first. Well, Bruce Willis in the past has done a little bit of that. He's opposed the narrative. He said he didn't want to get the vaccine. He got it because he had to travel, similar to Mike Tyson. So you have these two tough guys who feel forced and backed into a corner a to get the vaccine. Eric Clapton, the drummer from whatever, Foo Fighters. And what sucks about Bruce Willis is he might now be in a condition where he is unable to speak up. That's what up. I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. He's because of be aphasia. Cowed. Yeah, it yeah. sucks. Exactly. So I had a little update on this Home Depot fire. Uh, Somebody was arrested, Dylan J. Cruz Gog. He was youngish. He's in his 20s, and he had been involved in a spate of burglaries in the area. The first thing I looked for was like, was he arrested recently? Because maybe he's being put up to this. They say he started the fire on purpose as a diversion to steal some tools. But that doesn't explain, and even if you dig in and find some more comprehensive articles about it, does not explain why the fire alarms didn't go off, while the sprinklers didn't go off, and while during the day, during business hours, nobody got killed, thank God. I don't know if anybody got hurt. And the thing just burned down to the ground, completely out of control. There's such a big fire. I think it may be the only fire, if not one of the only, but maybe the only fire ever seen from space building fire. So he started the history's biggest building fire to steal some tools. And in the middle of the day in front of everybody and there were multiple system failures. Yeah. And all they can do is fall over themselves saying how awesome first responders are. And I'm like, the building was a total loss in the middle of the day with a lot of people there to call it in. You know, like it was a total loss. And you're saying that this is a triumph for the fire department. I mean, perfect storm of complete and utter failure all the way around so i of course don't believe that that's the the full answer did it say how he started the fire do you know 
It doesn't say that, but he was stealing tools, not in the lumber, lumber section, but he started the fire in the lumber section. Uh, I don't know. It's, yeah, that's just so interesting that it's a little fishy. starting a fire to distract from stealing tools, what did he do to distract from starting a giant fire? Yes, that's such a good in point. The lumber Although, I mean, he could have said, he maybe meant to, you know, that I guess I could see is that maybe he meant to start a tiny fire, like put a little newspaper under the lumber yeah. thing. I mean, I don't know if he would think the entire building would go towards the fire. I don't know. But another, in other fire news, I think it was Elise, sent me um, an article about a fire in Oregon, the headquarters of Azure Standard, the nation's premier independent distributor of organic and healthy food, was destroyed by fire overnight. There were no injuries and the cause of the fire is unknown and under investigation, but it was a total loss there too. It did impair a couple of their major product lines and this is a huge food and especially organic food distributor. So I think they're after our food, especially our good food, our independent food, our organic food. I'm going to tell you more about that in the deepest dive of the day. All right. And, you know, the fire stories, it makes me think of these electric cars where the fires in these electric cars, there were some stories a couple months back, and I'm sure there still are today, are like impossible to put out. The fire departments is taking them days sometimes to put out these fires yeah. there's so much worse these electrical fires i'm wondering if that is put in the news because we're going to see these ev cars out more and we're going to see these triumphs of the fire departments in putting out <laughs> EVs. no i wondered i've always wondered about that because there were some really gruesome stories of people being trapped in their teslas on terrible. fire a long time ago i haven't seen any recently and i remembered wondering if there was something up with that and then it never came and i just thought wow that sounds like there really was a fire problem hopefully it isn't yeah okay so before we get to our deepest dive of the day where we will try to get to the bottom of whether or not the avian flu is heading to humans i want to tell you about what we're going to talk about in the xr which is what is Elon Musk's greatest promise? Did he just make it? We will talk about that in the XR. But before we get to that, do us a favor and check us out on Rockfin. Rockfin.com slash Propaganda Report is our channel. Rockfin is a pro-liberty, pro-free speech video platform where you can find the things YouTube no longer allows, where we can ask the questions that the mainstream would prefer were not asked. And what you get when you subscribe to the Propaganda Report channel on Rockfin is you get ad-free DMBXR Monday through Wednesday with DMBXR live streamed with video every Thursday, and that's exclusive on Rockfin, the XR. You get our Propaganda Report deep dives where we pull back the curtain on the globalists, the controller's plans, and we hear what Joe Biden is going to say verbatim weeks early when they say it at the World Economic Forum and other think tank panel discussions. It's really extraordinary how much of a puppet he is. And you get all of the Rockfin content from all of the Rockfin Rockfin creators, which includes Sam Tripoli, Whitney Webb, Jimmy Dore, the Mad Ones, lots of great creators on there, all for just $9.99 a month. Subscribe through our Rockfin channel, rockfin.com slash propaganda report. And now on to the deepest dive of the day. Yesterday, I saw in the journal an article that at least 36 bald eagles have died in the bird flu outbreak. So there's an avian flu outbreak that you may have come across if you google avian flu and hit the news button you will see a lot of bird killing going on in the name of the avian flu this article it has 
It says that there's a highly contagious viral disease that comes uh, as the U.S. national symbol faces population growth problems. Talking about the eagle. Now, when I looked into that, it looks like the eagle population is just fine. It may be having uh, reproductive issues because, I'll tell you in a sec, uh, well, let me just say, the first thing I thought when they said that eagles were succumbing to the bird flu was, well, what underlying illness might they be having that would make them weak enough to die of something that they really should be accustomed to? And in the actual article, in this small article in the Wall Street Journal, it says right there, front and center, and I was looking for it. I already had the thought, like, what's wrong with these birds that they're succumbing to this? For the bald eagle, the outbreak comes as the population faces another deadly problem, a high incidence of lead poisoning. They said population growth for bald eagles is being suppressed by 3.8%, which is not a huge number, and lead poisoning. Everyone says that lead poisoning is from the bullets that are in the carcasses that the eagles eat, and I can't find anything to dispute that. And as a matter of fact, people, I was talking to my husband who's from Texas, he said he doesn't know anybody who uses lead anymore like it's like a relic so it's probably on the way out and this is probably a situation that's going to be start to abate i don't know if this is a legacy of there having been lead bullets i don't i I tried to find the percentage of lead bullets that are still used in hunting i couldn't find that but lead is a neurotoxin and it has many sublethal effects on eagles that affect their health and ability to defend their territory and produce eggs so they were seeing more bald eagles die from high pathogenic avian influenza than we previously documented and uh, in any outbreak of this virus. And it's interesting because many of these birds also have lead poisoning. So they're getting the birds in. They have the lead poisoning. It says 12 bald eagles in recent weeks arrived to this clinic, the Raptor Center, with bird flu. So they're testing them and they're testing positive. The eagles, who were otherwise at their prime age for breeding, were in the end stage of the virus and suffered from issues like seizures and being unable to stand. So euthanasia was the best thing to do for them at that point. So they're saying that they're sick because of the bird flu and that they're being killed because of that. And in my research about lead poisoning, it said eagles with lead poisoning may exist, exhibit loss of balance, gasping, tremors, and a paired ability to fly. So all of the things that they're saying were the reasons they euthanized the eagles for having end stage of the virus, which doesn't seem like the end stage of any flu I've ever heard of, happens to be the lead poisoning the impact of lead poisoning and all of the eagles were positive for lead poisoning. So uh, lead poisoning has been a problem with waterfowl because of like fishing gear and with carrion birds because of the lead bullets for over a hundred years, apparently. And I guess for birds, it's extra bad because it turns out to be like little pebbles, little fragments of the bullets. And that stays in their gizzards. They use it to like squish stuff together. And that really exposes them to that. So it said, um, So here's the thing, but the reason I was thinking that they were probably killing those birds. So the title said 36 bald eagles have died in the bird flu outbreak. I dug and dug and dug, and it looks like that was a USDA Department of Agriculture number. And it does list 36 positive cases of avian flu in eagles, but in only one or two cases does it say that the eagle was dead. So I'm not even sure I believe that. And I feel like in this case, as with when the chickens and the turkeys and stuff are killed, they're killing them. It's not that they're dying of bird flu. They're killing them. And I was watching a like a documentary about 
the bird flu and all the chickens that died in some previous giant outbreak. And it showed the conditions of the chickens and it showed how close they are to the heat lamps and how it burns their skin and how much feces they walk around in, how crowded they are. They don't get sun. These birds are probably, it's as likely, more likely, it's really more likely that they are just sick because they're not healthy rather than that the avian flu. So they go around testing them for avian flu. And if they find, they get a positive test. I'm sure it's a PCR test. They get a positive test. They kill them. So it says, I think, how many? So I found an article that said 37 million birds are dead and it's only going to get worse. A bird flu epidemic has ripped through at least 30 states with no signs of stopping. So that was the headline. 27 million birds are dead and it's only going to get worse because a bird flu epidemic is ripping through at least 30 states. However, all of those birds were killed. They were all killed. So they, you get like one or two tests and you kill everyone in the flock. It could be two million birds for one test. So, I mean, I just when I was doing my Googling, it said Crider Farms in Lancaster County destroyed one and a half million chickens to prevent spread of avian flu. They got a few positives and they killed them all. Uh, so but the U.S. Centers for Disease Control say that. It poses very little risk to the general public. It's very rare for bird flu to answer the human population. When it does, if it's the highly pathogenic one, it does seem to have a high mortality rate, which is kind of scary, but it's a very, very small number of people who get it. Yet, I figured that Ice Age Farmer would know the skinny on all this. So I looked him up and he did recently put out a video where Redmond, the former CDC head uh, from and last month, I think maybe March 30th, said was being interviewed and he said that COVID-19 was just a wake up call, that we are we are being prepared for the avian flu, which will have a 10 to 15 percent mortality rate in humans. I don't know where he's getting that information because the CDC itself is not saying that. Uh, and I'm not saying that they're not trying to gin this up to get to us, to actually give us another wave of of illness that it might be real and it might not be real. It might go to humans. It might not go to humans. It might be used as an excuse to lock us down again in the fall, as a lot of people are speculating, and it might not. But what I absolutely positively think it is, is an excuse to kill the chickens, kill chickens on the large scale, like the way they killed pigs. And and there were supply chain shortages, interruptions, perfect storms from trucker problems to rail problems to COVID problems to refrigeration problems. All sorts of things led to interruption in our ability to get good meat. They're doing, I think they're coming for the chickens. And don't forget, the chickens are uh, are the lifeblood of the homesteader because the yeah. eggs are so valuable. Like I always thought, even as a dumb Brooklynite, I always thought if I had if I had to choose a couple of animals, it would be an egg laying laying chicken and a milk producing cow. Like you can get those animals to turn dirt, garbage, junk, grass, seeds, whatever worms into animal protein that has such high value for you in a pinch. So if they're going to, they, I would not be, I, I feel strongly that they are after the chickens, both for the big picture supply chain issue and to hurt homesteaders. Yeah. And perhaps this could be some sort of revenge as there was a story last week about a bird using the bathroom on Biden during a speech. Maybe he sent the department of defense after the birds could be. Definitely a chance. But I do wonder if that theme of the bird going to the bathroom on him, along with this theme of the birds being killed, because I have heard this, is 
put out oh, there. Well, it might. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's symbolism to that. Yeah. That I could see. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. All right. Do we have any shout outs today? Nope. That's it. Just tune in tomorrow for my last live DNB XR on rockfin.com slash propaganda report. Fantastic. Thank you, Monica. Thank you all for listening. You guys can find your drive time news blast every week afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. And if you want to catch that live DNB tomorrow, go to rockfin.com slash propaganda report and subscribe there. We will talk to you guys tomorrow or in the DNB XR. Have a fantastic rest of your day.